Thanks for joining us for the first postseason edition of State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. You've joined us for 10 weeks of the season. Might as well with us for weeks 11 through 15. For the majority of teams in 1A through 4A, their postseason path started last week. For about a third of the teams in the state, the season is now in the past tense. For the majority of 5A and all of 6A, their postseason starts Friday night. We'll recap the big games that happen in week one of the postseason, and we'll talk about what will happen in all six classes this week. Bob, as always, it is great to see, and I know that uh, one of the best teams in Class 1A was the team that you saw on Friday night. We did. We went to your favorite place, Turtletown, USA, to right. Cherubusco. Right, to watch Southwood and Cherubusco hook up. And I got to tell you, it was a great slobber knocker up there. It started out, Cherubusco jumps out 12 to nothing. Then, unfortunately, the Falk kid gets hurt early mm. in the second quarter and you could see the air come out of the bubble southwood came back and had two strikes right before the end of the half they went on to win the ball game 21 to 12 what does the postseason path look like for southwood kind of going forward well this weekend they they're going to travel to Dorfield, which is msd bowl number two up there in wabash county and uh this is a team they had beaten earlier in the year one of the toughest games they played well Norfield now has ran off six consecutive victories they have found the right combination if that winner, whoever it may be, maybe Northfield, maybe Southwood, then they got to face Adam Central. So just don't get any easier and then come in, oh, by the way, in the regional, it's South Adams. So again, they're, they got the toughest draw maybe they possibly could have, but we think they're a team that's up for the challenge. We're one of three unbeaten teams going to week one of the postseason of the 1A playoffs, and those three teams are still playing uh, as we get to week number two of the postseason. Game that I had on ISC, my Indy TV 23 and Comcast 81, we thought would be close. It wasn't. Uh, Decatur Central, who made the 5A state finals for the first time in program history last season, graduated some key pieces, but they still got a couple of Tracys on the team, so they're going to be just fine. And it was Kenny that was the absolute star. Three rushing touchdowns, not a uh, fumble recovery scoop and score, but literally a strip six. <laughs> Rips the ball out of a ball carrier's hand from Plainfield. This is at the two-yard line goes 98 yards the other direction for a score when it appeared it was going to be 7-7 midway through the first quarter. It turns into 14 nothing, and Plainfield never recovered. D.C. put it up to 35 nothing before halftime. Plainfield would score twice in the final 78 seconds of the second quarter. But Decatur Central would score on their first two drives. And in a game that was a four-point game during the regular season, we hit the clock rule by the midway point of the third quarter. Decatur Central 49-13. They end Plainfield season. Decatur Central now has won eight consecutive games. They are unbeaten against 5A competition. D.C. will play Terre Haute North. Cathedral in that section will play Terre Haute South. But all signs point to Decatur Central and Cathedral getting together for a second consecutive year. That has been the stopping point for them in years gone by. It wasn't last year. Decatur Central got them in that sectional. And uh, for the right to see who likely plays New Pal in the regional, it looks like D.C. and Cathedral a week from now. This is a tough set for a coach to randomly get you guys ready for this game, but you know they're looking down the road for the next game. And so this, to me, is a tremendous challenge for any high school football coach to get his team focused 100% on this week not to jump ahead. And let's face it, okay, the engraving is on the trophy. Charlie yeah. Spiegel's going to be Mr. Football, okay? <laughs> but Kenny Tracy, in a lot of other years, would be in that group that says, hey, 
there should at least be some consideration. Uh, he's got eight different schools that are looking at him. Uh, it ranges from Tulane to Harvard. Some Mid-American Conference schools in the middle. West Virginia uh, has an interest in Kenny Skill as well. He's got an older brother playing at Iowa. He's got a cousin playing at Indiana University. He is also a very good basketball player. It's not a realm of possibility. He plays two sports in college. Wow. He's that good of an athlete, and he was that good and more on Friday night in Decatur Central's victory. So, one other game in 5A. We can quickly breeze through that in 4A. Let's go to the southeastern corner of the state. Another game we had on the ISC Sports Network, and kind of of a similar ilk. I thought it would be closer. It wasn't. It got to the clock rule as well. East Central beat Silver Creek 42-14. And it's always that thing of you worry about teams that don't play the best of competition during the regular season. Are they ready for week number one of the postseason? There was no doubt about that for the Trojans. They were ready to go. You had made mention of this all season long uh, about this ball game, and uh, guess what? It came down to that, and uh, East Central just really took over. A couple of backyard games I want to make sure we mention. We'll talk about them in, uh, in, in a big length, but we'll talk about them. Evansville Central beats Wrights 41-34. Those two teams always score off against each other early in the 4A playoffs. Also, Holbert beat Hammond Morton, uh, snapped an eight-game winning streak for the Governors. Ricky's win that one, 42-21. Game that caught my attention, Mississinawa getting by Delta 17-7 in a battle of eight versus nine. It didn't me. I, I really felt Mississinawa was a good football team, very physical football team up front, uh, a very uh, a methodical team where you have, I think, some flashiness coming out of Delta. But uh, the Indians really played well and come away with a huge victory. And, and the question we asked is, hey, how does Delta recover exactly. from, from playing New Pal the week before? And, again, I'm not trying to take anyone from Mississinawa. They were the better football team on Friday night. But you wonder that having to play such a good team in Week 9 and knowing it was an emotional game with Charlie Spiegel coming back to Delta. For those who don't know, he played there as a freshman and sophomore before transferring to New Pal. So then you have to get up again the next week, and it just wasn't there for the Eagles. That's very tough. And going back to coaches again, this was a tough test for them to get their kids mentally prepared. It's not about being physical. It's being mental, and, they, and that's just a tough go for anybody. In 3A, let's start with Chittard because that's where I think a lot of the 3A discussion ends. After beating Burbuff 49-14 in week number one, Burbuff only lost one time since then to Cathedral, and they were competitive into the fourth quarter against Cathedral. That was not the case on Friday night, 49-7. And in what everyone just you know acknowledges, hey, that's the toughest sectional in the state, Chittard made, made easy work of her buffing around number one. You've talked a lot about Chittard this year, yeah. how well you think they're going to be doing in this tournament. And plus, you said how well they could do at any class, any level. From an upset standpoint, the biggest one of the weekend, even though these guys played in a great game back in week two, the Charlestown Pirates beat the Brownstown Central Braves in a mid-Southern Conference rivalry, 7-6. to six. It is rare that Reed Mays T goes, goes home in week number one, but the Pirates get to 8-2, and two and they knock off BC. Just a phenomenal defensive battle in that uh, back and forth. They scored early, and that was the game, and it was over. In Class 2A, number one Lewis Cass. We're talking about, hey, oh. how do you bounce back from a, a big – in this case, a victory, but having to play a really rugged game in Week 9. They go from West Lafayette to Pioneer, from state champ to state champ. Lewis Cass showed no, uh, no letdown whatsoever. 43-8, they blast the two-time defending 1A champs. You know, you think back just a few weeks prior to that where they lost to West Lafayette. They come back and beat them this time around, then come back to a huge ball game and a huge area ball game that everybody's talking about with Pioneer 
Jr. and Cass, two top-ranked teams. They just took over, and they're so well-diversified right now. This team is going to be a load for anybody. Congratulations to Eastern. They back up their 9-0 undefeated regular season. They score with six seconds left to go to beat LaPel 34-31. You already referenced Southwood and Shirabushko mm-hmm. in 1A. Sheridan also rarely goes home in week number one. Lutheran all over them, 62-14 in week number one. And Milan beats Knightstown 3-0, to use the soccer terminology, uh, <laughs> to get an impressive win for Ryan Lang Furman's team in week number one. So there you go, some of the big results from 4A through 1A. When we come back, some of the upcoming big games, and we start in 6A as they start their path to Lucas Oil Stadium coming up this Friday night. It is State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships, like this one, at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique, hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Let's thank the guys behind the scenes as welcome you back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. Thanks to Sean Walker of the ISC Sports Network. Thanks to Chris Landis, our executive producer. Thanks uh, to their hard work. And thanks to the guys at the ISC Sports Network for hosting us from a filming standpoint each and every week. This program debuts on the various social media channels of State Champs Indiana every Wednesday at 5 o'clock Eastern time. Let's get to it now, previewing the upcoming games in week number two of the postseason for 1A through 4A, week number one of the postseason from 5A and 6A. Easy way to look at it is there's four teams now left in every sectional (laughs) from 1A through 6A, 192 teams remaining. We'll lop that number in half as of Friday night. And let's start in Class 6A. There are two Really, there are three great matchups that jump off the page at you. I'll have one of those in Warren Central and North Central. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. So with that, let's go to Northwest Indiana. Number two versus number four, Lafayette, Jeff, and Merrillville. you got a team that's going to put uh, a lot of points on the board. you got another team that scored points, but they really play some great defense in, in the Merrillville Pirates. Uh, they're 8-1. and one. This is going to be a great ball game. Remember, Lafayette has to travel up 65 to get to Merrillville to play this football game. That's going to be an interesting challenge. This is where I think Lafayette, Jeff, traveling to LC in week number two is a big deal. You know, Merrillville, frankly, has played a far better schedule than Lafayette Jeff has. Lafayette Jeff, in one sense, was not done any favors by not playing Marion in, in conference play. They've, they've missed them in the schedule each of the last two weeks. Harrison, other than LC and West Lafayette, probably the best teams that Lafayette Jeff has played. Uh, even against Carmel the last couple of years, which has been the stopping point as they were in Carmel's section the last two years, Lafayette Jeff has moved the ball, and Lafayette Jeff has put some points on the board. You reference the fact that Maryville's 8-1. and one. Their lone loss was a one-point loss to an undefeated Valparaiso team, which is for the Doonland Conference Championship when they played back at the midway point of the season. I think this is going to be a great game. Maryville has the advantage of being at home. Maryville has played the tougher schedule, but Maximus Grimes can really go, and he's got some great targets. This is a fantastic game, and honestly, uh, while Carmel will have something to say about this, the folks in Fort Wayne will have something to say about this. This game on November the 1st goes a long way, and who's playing at Lucas Oil Stadium on November the 30th? Just a little sidetrack to that, the fact this is different time zone also. 
Yep. You know, they're on Central up there. So it'll be interesting when they, if the game starts at 730, if the game starts at 8, you know, these kids, how they get focused and, they, and they're getting ready at the same time every week. If you adjust it, could knock them kilter off. I like I like the Broncos' ability to figure out time travel in this one to be able to get there. I think they're going to be okay. But it time should be travel. it should be a, it's right. Time I am travel. not getting on. There's a Marvin Barnes story that isn't fit for this show. <laughs> we'll have that conversation off there. But I am not getting on no time machine, as Marvin once famously said. Let's go to the southern half of the bracket now in sectional five. Avon and Brownsburg when they played back in week number four, seven three was the score. Avon got through the rest of their schedule unscathed, but they were certainly challenged in the rest of the Hoosier Crossroads Conference. Brownsburg, in one sense, comes in a bit limping. They lost their last game to Hamilton Southeastern. Frankly, I think Brownsburg had been thinking about Avon Mm -hmm. from the moment the draw was announced on October the 13th. This has been their focus for three weeks, and finding a way to get past their biggest rival is going to be a phenomenal game. Well, I sit here and think that Brownsburg, if I remember right, actually led in that game early, then, then Avon came back and won it, but uh, they got confidence that they can play with Avon, and I think that's the biggest asset they have going into this bad boy. They have confidence. All right, we're going to get to Warren and North Central at the tail end of the show. That's the game that I'll have on the ISC Sports Network, on my TV 23 and as well as on Comcast. Cast 81 statewide. Let's go to 5A. New Pal has played one non-clock rule game all year. That was against Center Grove. They get Whiteland, who played in a very tough mid-state conference this year. New and, and they have they had played in the in the uh, non-conference for a few years. That game has come off the schedule in the last couple of years, but it is not the first time for some of these Whiteland kids they have played the New Pal Dragons. I think New Pal will win this game. But I expect Darren Fisher's Warriors to give them a pretty good battle. Well, there's no doubt about it. What do they have to lose? Nothing. Right. So they're going to lay it all out there right now, give it all up this Friday night, and maybe, just maybe, get that upset. And again, this is a new pal team that hasn't been challenged since the first week. And even then... They were decidedly better than Center Grove in week number two. Again, it's in a, such an experienced group, and I think the New Pal folks will tell you of all their state champ, championship teams in the past and great teams that under seven years of Kyle Ralph, they think this is their most talented team. But again, Whiteland will be up for the fight. One of the game in five I want to point out, Elkhart Central, who got a huge win against New Prairie two weeks ago in the regular season. They take on Concord, and Elkhart Central is going to be playing with a passion knowing the next time they lose – it's the last time that that high school, before they merge with Memorial to form one Elkhart High School next year, these kids do not want to lose. They want to take those uniforms off unless it's at Lucas Oil Stadium and with a championship. Yeah, and Concord, uh, they understand that. You yeah. know, these people know each other. They're very, very close up there in north central Indiana, but you're 100% correct. I think emotion is going to play a lot in this. This is going to be a pregame hype for the coach. Boys, we don't want Elkhart Central to finish now. Let's continue the roll. And I just think that's going to be their war cry the rest of the way out. One game in 4A that catches my attention. Leo is number 13. They're 9-1. and one. They're taking on Northwood, who's 7-3. and three. Um, Nate Andrews, and I say this in a nice way, scares me. Uh, my hand still hurts from shaking it like three <laughs> years ago. Formerly at Ball State, of course, the field is named after his late father at Northwood High School. And uh, they have a way of playing deep into the postseason virtually every year. Of all the games in 4A this week, I think that's the best one. And I was blessed to know his dad yep. and uh, know Nate. And uh, these guys at, uh, at Northwood – I think they're just bred to play football. Seriously, they just come out. They have a ton of kids up there playing. But let me say one thing about Leo. 
They're big. Yep. They're strong. They're mean. They're fast. Maybe more than one. I flunk math at Huntington North, and I'm telling you, they're going to come to play. It's going to be a great game. and yeah. get two similar programs there. Let's go to 3A now. Heritage Hills knew they would have to get through Gibson Southern and then Southridge likely for a second time during their sectional because they beat them both surprisingly handily during the course of the regular season. So trip number one, 10-0 Heritage Hills, goes to play at 8-2 and Gibson Southern. It was a four- or five-score game last time they played, which, again, the fact that Heritage Hills won, not a surprise. The fact they won so easily, big surprise. Not knowing either team very well, but listen to what you have said all year about Heritage Hills. This looks like an interesting matchup on paper. Now it's got to be played Friday night on the field. All right, 4A, a couple of ranked teams face each other, Mishawaka Marion and West Noble. Mishawaka Marion plays a larger school schedule. You get this a lot, say, in classes 2A through 4A, guys that kind of play above their weight class during the regular season. They're 9-1. and West Noble, 10-0, and but clearly best team they've played all year. West Noble going to come in here with one of their best teams they've ever had up there. They've got a running backs going to go to the academy. Uh, this this is a very interesting football team that battles. They're big up front, bigger than what they've been in the past, and a running back, I believe, is like 6'2", 225. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. Well, one more game in three I want to get to. We reference the fact that Charlestown – was able to yes. surprise uh, 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 Brownstown Central last week. Now they get a Lawrenceburg team that hasn't lost since the opener to East Central. Again, both kind of play a similar level of competition, both playing predominantly 3A schools. Uh, Charleston heading to Lawrenceburg. Interesting game there in southeastern Indiana. Yeah, going back to what you said earlier in the year about schedules uh, with Lawrenceburg. It's going to be interesting how these two match up now late in the season, having all that time together, everybody getting on the same page. All right, let's get to 2A, and we'll try to get through these games quickly. Weebo at North Putt. North Putt's had a very good year, but Weebo likely the best team they've played all season. No doubt, ranked number one. This is a really good football team. Linton Stockton, who has went the independent route in football, trying to beef up their schedule, and now enrollment-wise, they have moved up from 1A to 2A. They got to go play modern day. Mike Gable's team had a bit of a down year last year. Not this year. They're 8-2. and two. It's going to be a tough test for Brian Oliver, but expect a really good football game in southwestern Indiana. Two great traditional football schools to me with Linton Stockton and now modern day. Yeah, this is going to be a big one. One more game I want to get to. Boone Grove at Andran. And kind of what you say about West Noble, you say the same thing about Boone Grove. Yeah. They are relatively new to football at Boone Grove. They haven't been playing it for that long of a period of time. They are 10-0. It's an Andrean team that was in 3A the last couple of years, and their stopping point was West Lafayette in the sectional final each of the last two years. Now they're in 2A. Haven't been getting much attention this year. Don't be surprised if the 59ers are playing deep into November. they got to get past an undefeated team first. Another good region team coming down and that that to me and now uh, this is going to be interesting because like you said if you come down a class uh, how they're going to stack up their seven and three this is a this is a good region football team by the time we get to one a we've got time for two games and you know these two teams very well Monroe Central seven and three all of their losses though have been to really good teams including <laughs> South Adams early this year and I also believe Adam Central is another Correct. loss in their form so uh, this is going to be a great rematch in this ball game here and, and uh, uh, I, I, I the quarterback I think 
gets the game done for South Adams. And finally, North our- North Davies is at West Washington. North Davies seven and three. The Senators nine and one. That loss happened very late in the regular season. Two teams that pride themselves on defense. That's a good game in one A in the southern half of the state. So there you go. Some games to look for in all six classifications in the terms of the IHSAA football tournament when it resumes on Friday night. Before we go any further, now the latest on recruiting. And for that, we turn it over to 24-7 Sports and Alan True. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report. And one of Indiana's juniors has picked up his first offer. Vinny Fia Cable from Fort Wayne Bishop Dwenger was offered by Ball State on a visit last weekend. Fia Cable is a 6'3", 280-pound junior who is playing left tackle for Dwenger, but could play guard, center, maybe even defensive tackle at the next level. But has a nasty streak, is athletic, and so we figure more schools than the Cardinals are about to jump in. Keeping it at Dwenger, one of the players that Fia Cable has been opening up holes for is senior running back Patrick Finley, whose outstanding season has drawn more schools his way. He picked up a preferred walk-on offer from the Indiana Hoosiers early in October. That's to go along with offers from Valparaiso and Moorhead State. He's also taken a number of game day visits to interested schools this year, including Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Cincinnati, and Ball State. Another junior in the state to watch out for is South Bend Adams, Sidney Jeffries, a two-way player who excels at defensive back, wide receiver, and has even contributed on special teams this year. Jeffries does not have any offers yet, but a lot of colleges are beginning to look at him more closely. That includes Indiana and Cincinnati, but also Purdue, who he's scheduled to take a visit for when the Boilers take on Nebraska. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. I've always been really good at math and science, and I knew I wanted to work in healthcare, but not as a doctor. So I chose Lawrence Tech's biomedical engineering program. I've pushed myself to take internships like this one at a hospital in an orthopedic research lab. Thanks to Lawrence Tech's unique hands-on style of education, I'm graduating with a published research paper and a job. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University, alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Time now for our spotlight segment. We talk about key coaches, key players throughout the state of Indiana, and of course in week number one of the postseason, largely from classes 1A through 4A. With that, we go to 3A, Caleb Crockover. He's been scoring lots of points for West Lafayette these last few years. <laughs> Unbelievable. How many times do we miss the opportunity to talk about special teams. And yet special teams are a valuable third part of every football game. And right now, West Lafayette has the all-time score as a kicker. This kid is special. 329 career points, most by a kicker in the state of Indiana. Remarkably, they score some points in Lafayette (laughs) because he passes Sam Malazzo, who played at Central Catholic just down the road, who had 325. The reason I say that is that Kyle Adams broke a state passing record, West Lafayette's quarterback this year. The person that held the record before him was Mike Vlaha, George, that played at Lafayette Jeff. You want points? Go to Tippecanoe County. They tend to have points there, both (laughs) offensively and on special teams. Marcus McFadden has been a well-known product coming into the season. Paul Condry had him in his primetime 26 uh, for the Indiana Football Digest before the beginning of the season. 248 yards 
on 11 carries, four touchdown runs, two of them 70 yards or more. Again, they put up 62 on Sheridan last week. Very special talent with this young man and, and the Hogs up front do a fabulous job with Lutheran, but this guy's individual talent is really very, very special. Twin Lakes offensively. They had five players score a rushing touchdown. Wow. They put up 64, or that was the most points they had scored since putting up 64 against Delphi five years ago. Truly was a team effort. Uh, Twin Lakes just in the past, and I'm saying in the past 15 years ago, was a really good program, and now they're starting to come back. And finally, a guy we've talked about before, Tyshawn Woods of Cecina, nine carries, 155 yards, three rushing touchdowns, and a pick six. Running backs getting it done in a couple different places on both offensive and defensively. Uh, for Cecina, they beat center, Centerville 41-7. to You just wish he'd step up and use his athleticism. <laughs> uh, Odd Hurley's got a special one there. And Cecina, again, uh, they play a tough schedule. They've got Shenandoah this week. That's a rematch from week number one. That's how the Crusaders win that game by about 10 points back in week number one. There you go, our spotlight segment for week number three. And right now, let's uh, toss it over to our buddy Lauren Plant. What's coming up? with the State Champs Indiana television show that debuts every Sunday on Fox Sports Indiana. Hey guys, we love this time of year and we'll have no less than coverage of 10 football games on this week's State Champs Indiana, airing at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Fox Sports Midwest. Just a few of the highlights you'll see. How about in Class A, number 11 Monroe Central getting another crack at number 2 South Adams. Our main event, a 6A clash between Warren Central and North Central. We've also got highlights from the Fort Wayne, Terre Haute, and Evansville areas too. All that on State Champs High School Sports Show Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Fox Sports Midwest. I'm on the Blue Devil football team, and that's a great place to be because other colleges wouldn't let me be both a football player and a nursing student. And just because I'm a dog on the field doesn't mean I can't take care of people. And man, do I love people. The small class size of LTU give me awesome access to my nursing professors. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back for the final time on State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Again, Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi with you. Thanks to Chris Landis and Sean Walker behind the scenes. And this program debuts every Wednesday at 5 on the various social media channels of State Champs Indiana. This is where we tell you where we are going to be this coming week, both Bob and myself, and then where you can find our cameras at for coverage on State Champs Indiana. Your game this week will be? Well, we will be out of Spikerville, Indiana, or Norfield High School, as okay. we like to call it, for the Norfield Southwood uh, MSD Bowl number 2. Uh, former head coach of the Norfield Norseman, uh, Justin Shoemaker, will be joining me for the broadcast. So this is going to be a slobber knocker match here on 105.9 to match because these two teams know each other. They don't like each other. And I think I think a lot of folks were surprised how well Northfield played them early in the season, right? They did, and, and they slowed Southwood down. And when you can slow down a speed team and really control the tempo of the game, you've got them scratching their head, maybe get a little frustrated at times, and you could see that from Southwood early in the season. Our game on ISC, my Indy TV 23 and Comcast 81 will be Warren Central and North Central. We had this game last year when it was in the regional. Now it is a sectional opening round game. 
North Central and Warren Central, two of the four teams that shared the Mick Championship this past uh, season. All four of those teams are ranked in the top ten, but none of them are higher than number five. Of course, Warren Central is the defending state champs, but graduated so many key pieces off of that team, including David Bell that's having a solid freshman campaign playing wide receiver for the Purdue Boilermakers this year. Warren played North Central in week number three, Conference opener for North, not for Warren. Warren won that game 28-7. We expect that game to be closer. Both these teams kind of hang their hat on defense. Randy Wells, perhaps the top (laughs) offensive player in this game, the running back and kind of do-it-all type of guy for Warren Central. That game is at North Central High School. We'll have that for you on ISC, My Indy TV, and Comcast 81 coming up on Friday night. Other places where state champs will be focusing on this week – Avon at Brownsburg. Again, it's one of the best games in the state. Center Grove at Columbus East. The Olympians playing up in Class 6A uh, after bumping up from 5A on the success factor. And Heritage Christian Eastern Hancock. So many good games in 2A this week. We couldn't get to all of them. That'll be one of the key games as well. That'll do it for this week's edition. Hopefully you join us for a sectional championship preview edition coming up next week. For Bob Stambazzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for watching State Champs Indiana Extra Point, presented by Lawrence Technological University.